grand fanfare welcome to our podcast, Keeping Up With The Windsors, dedicated to the royal family. Each episode will be crammed to the rafters with opinions, news and commentary on the comings and goings of the family of Windsor. With your hosts and royal fangirls, Rachel Andrews and Michelle Thole. So grab yourself a cuppa, straighten up your tiara, shine your knighthood, round up your corgis and and let's let's keep up with the Windsors. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Keeping Up With The Windsors. I'm Rachel. And I'm Michelle. Oh, Michelle, it's finally here. Platinum Jubilee Week. <laughs> We've reached the milestone. It is happening. Um, it, we're recording this on Tuesday the 31st of May because tomorrow when we usually record the podcast, we'll be in London getting prepared. Oh my goodness me. Rachel, this is happening. This is actually happening. This is happening. Like I can't believe it. We've been talking about this for so long, haven't we? <laughs> just feels, yeah. It just feels really bizarre. I still haven't booked my train ticket for tomorrow. <laughs> But you know what's actually very funny is we booked the hotel because with a fully refundable hotel room, just in case COVID happened or anything happened with the Queen. I know that sounds morbid, but, you know, it was just one of those things where we paid extra, didn't we, to get that fully refunded uh, thing. But we're here. We made it. We're here. We're going to be live. You know, let's let's bring on the weekend. I can't wait to be there. I'm so excited can't believe it's happening royal community i just want to let you know right now rachel and i are in like survival mode we're kind of just going <laughs> through the motions of getting everything done N- not only that but we've got like lots of media stuff coming up for the next couple of days which we'll talk about at another time but it's a lot of pressure at the moment isn't it right to do all the bits yeah and we're both like currently still working today like we're not on holiday or anything so yeah it's just trying to cram it all in i've still got a pack show <laughs> I haven't packed. I haven't even got my suitcase out of the wardrobe. Like it's, it's terrifying how much stuff I need to do. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to get a winter sleep tonight. <laughs> so Rachel and I are sharing a hotel room uh, for the next four days, which is going to be quite an adventure, isn't it? And we're going to be out every day. We're going to take the camp chairs just in case, because we don't want to be sitting on the floor whilst we're waiting for the queen to turn no. up. <laughs> but we don't know what to expect. It's going to be amazing to meet the royal community out there. We are meeting you. You have uh, DM'd us on Instagram. We are meeting you. It's going to be amazing to meet some of you out there. Um, and that's all I really want to say right now because we're going to have our Jubilee special coming to you next week. So stay tuned, Royal Community. If you want to know everything up to date on the minute, head to Instagram. We're keeping up with the Windsor's pod over on Instagram and head to our YouTube channel because we'll be having videos the next day from what's coming up. If I'm able to get a good Wi-Fi signal in the hotel (laughs) and if I have time in between all of the celebrations, Royal Community just want to spread the love out there and say happy Jubilee week to you. However, you are celebrating 70 years of the Queen being on the throne. This is an amazing milestone. The longest reigning British monarch in history. Well done. Long live the Queen. (laughs) Bravo. (laughs) Woohoo, Her Majesty. So. We have seen this week some new emojis being released. Rach, tell us everything about the emojis. Oh, there's um, PJ. Have you seen little PJ the Corgi? Yeah. (laughs) And I was like, why is he called PJ? And it took me ages to think (laughs) Platinum Jubilee. (laughs) I'm not kidding. I was like, why is he called PJ? They've also got a filter as well where you can take a picture of yourself and it and it's like you're wearing a crown on your head. You're joking. We should do that for Instagram when I, we see each other. Yeah, I tried to find it the other day, but 
what we'll talk about later is when we went to see Troop in the Colour on Saturday. But um, it, it, there was so much going on. I just, I just couldn't. I was caught up in the moment. I yeah. just couldn't do it on Saturday. But yeah, some um, emojis, and we've been using them over on our Instagram. I, I love a good um, gif. <laughs> And it's nice that they've done something for everyone because everyone uses emojis, everyone uses GIFs. And it's just wonderful to have that option, isn't it? To kind of like yeah. make it look pretty because they're lovely GIFs and emojis. Yeah, and they're so it's so such like a modern thing to do, isn't it? Keep it something up to date and um, keep it relevant today. Let us know what emojis, GIFs you've been using or if you're going to be using if you're going to the Platinum Jubilee. Can't believe we're actually saying it because it's like tomorrow show. <laughs> we're going. I know. Do us a favour, Royal Community, if you are having any celebrations, tag us in your pictures or hashtag Keeping Up With The Windsor so we can follow along with you and comment on what you're doing. So either tag us or um, hashtag us and we will be able to follow along with what you're doing and maybe even add some of the, the fun from the Royal Community onto our Instagram as well, Rach. Absolutely. We did run a competition in episode 64 with Susan Webb for the Bertie, the best stuttering king. Rach, we did the draw on Sunday. Tell the Royal community, who is the lucky winner? So the winner is Margaret's Joy over on Instagram. And she has an account all about Princess Margaret, which is great. Oh, lovely. Love that account. Yeah. And um, yeah, she was, when I DM'd her, she was like, oh, so surprised. I didn't think I'd actually win. <laughs> so she is in uh, Finland. So that book will be coming to you very soon. Oh, brilliant. Well, congratulations, Margaret Joy. Congratulations. And we just want to extend our thanks again to Susan for that very generous offer of uh, a book giveaway on our, on our podcast. Our first ever competition, Rach. Yeah, I know. Many more to come in the future, I hope. Many more. So we saw Prince Charles this week in Romania. I didn't know he was going to Romania, Rach. Yeah, I didn't. I don't think this was an official visit because I said to you over the weekend, I didn't know that Charles actually had a property in Romania. (laughs) (laughs) There was um, pictures of him out and about and he had these like a walking stick. I don't mean a walking stick like the Queen uses, but you know when people like go for hikes and they have those sticks. Like a track. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he had one of those sticks and um, yeah, he was obviously like pictured out and about and apparently, yeah, he has a villa in Romania. Who knew? (laughs) Yeah. He also um, went to visit the Red Cross, didn't he, in Romania? Did you see that? I didn't see that, no. Because a lot of Ukrainian refugees have gone into Romania for uh, refuge. So um, he just looked at the the work that they've been doing there, which was, you know, absolutely excellent. But yeah, who knew? Charles in Romania this week. (laughs) So we have to uh, move on to our wonderful weekend. We started off by going to Troop in the Colour with Prince William. Oh, what a fantastic time that was, Rach. That was such a day. I, I've never been like up that early on a Saturday. I wouldn't do it for anyone but the Royals. <laughs> it was an early start, wasn't it? It was such an early start because we had to be there. So this, the actual event started at 10, but it said on the ticket we had to be there at 9. So we got there at 9 and it was it was already busy, wasn't it? And we were doing our little uh, intro for our YouTube video. And then I said, oh, I think we should join the queue now. And we kept walking and walking and the queue was getting longer and longer and it was going like past uh, Nelson's column and it was all down one side of the street. And I was like, when is this queue ever ending? <laughs> I know. It went all the way. It was nearly at Downing Street in Whitehall. I'm not kidding. It was so far down. We thought we weren't going to get in by 10 o'clock, but actually when we took our seats, it was dead on 10 o'clock, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And we actually got a, a selfie, didn't we, with one of the soldiers? <laughs> Yeah, we were one of those people. <laughs> yeah, I was like, can I? I was. I said to him, I was like, can we have a quick selfie? He was like, yeah, sure. 
I mean, if you don't ask, you don't get. That's what I say. Yeah, but I bet because they're obviously he was in his ceremonial dress um, as such. I bet they get that obviously quite a lot because you know they're such like an iconic um, regiment, aren't they? Everyone knows that that is a Queen's Guard. Yeah, definitely. And um, yeah, I think they get a bit of an ego boost as well. They've worked so hard for it, haven't they? Well, yeah, exactly. They worked so hard. And I tell you what, Royal Community, as we were queuing up and going in, what was great about it is they had the soldiers lying in the mouth just to help you, directing you where yeah. to go. Um, and the amount of medals that we saw was incredible they were spectacular incredible. yeah I mean not just that but we saw like the the smaller children's cadets the scouts we also saw the Chelsea pensioners didn't we yeah oh they were amazing yeah we have to just let you know that even last week when Troop in a Colour was a rehearsal the atmosphere mm-hmm. was electric yeah. we were just like we were saying this is going to be like tenfold of what it's going to be like on Thursday I know they're getting prepared for like the party at the palace and stuff like that but um it, it was very cornered off we couldn't go all the way down so it's going to be quite interesting to see how far we can get mm-hmm. next week yeah exactly and I've actually seen um people today over on Instagram that are already in London for the Jubilee and the bit where the staging was I, I still don't think you can get past that bit because they're still they're obviously rehearsing the people that are um, playing are doing sound checks things like that so it's all happening I'll tell you what though from watching it on tv over so many years to see troop in the color in person was just such an amazing experience yeah and it was it was just incredible and it was really funny because it started at 10 but William didn't actually come in till 11, did he? No, that's right. He entered Horse Guards at 11. And then I think a lot of people were obviously looking out for him. And then you said to me, oh, that's that's William, that's William. And he was wearing a blue sash. And if you didn't say it to me, I wouldn't have known it was William. Yeah, because we had very good seats as well, didn't we? Where he entered and exited, that's where we saw him like right next to us. So it was it was really good the, where our seats were. Um, but I, yeah, I think I was... It was very unassuming, wasn't it? It yeah. wasn't like a big, massive fanfare or anything. He just mm-hmm. trotted in. <laughs> well, he, he walked in with the horse, actually, not trotted. Because yeah. we had to stand up for the National Anthem and they had all the carriages go past, obviously, which the royal family will be in uh, for the official troop in the colour. Um, and then it wasn't the whole of the National Anthem. It was just like a part of it. And then we were stood up and then we sat down and that's when he came in and we were like, oh, OK. <laughs> There he is. There he is. <laughs> um, it was a wonderful event. I mean, the horse, I was, I choked up when I saw a dog. <laughs> the mascot of the Irish Guards. The mascot of the Irish Guards. And I I just like, oh, the dog was beautiful. I My eyes welled up because he had a lovely like red coat on. And anyway, the horses were spectacular. One went backwards. The others was just, it was just it was an event. It was an event. Even if you have the chance to go when the royals are not in attendance, just go because it's yeah. incredible. And I tell you what, the precision, the timing of the soldiers and the horses, like you said, those horses, they're just standing there for two hours. They did not move. Like, unless they were obviously told to move as such, they did not move. They were absolutely incredible. And it was just so great to see the whole procession. When it ended, we came out. And it was it was carnage, wasn't it? There was, there was crowds everywhere. There was us on the side changing from our heels into our back into our trainers. <laughs> Flip flops for me. And and it was it was very dusty, wasn't it? We were like coughing and spluttering. Yeah. But if you do want to uh, 
follow along with our journey of going to Troop in the Colour, we have a YouTube video, which is on our channel now. So head on over. There is a link in the description below. Also, we did a behind the scenes of what is happening with the Jubilee preparations. And that is for members only over on Kofi, which is for our VIP royal community. So if you want to join us there, it is four pounds or six bucks and you get all the up to date stuff, all the extra content coming your way on Kofi. And then after Trooping the Colour, we went to an amazing exhibition at Sotheby's, didn't we? We did. Now, we mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, and we wasn't quite sure what it was going to entail. We definitely knew that Diana's wedding tiara was there, the Spencer tiara. Um, And we just assumed it was going to be that with like a few other tiaras around it. How wrong we were. (laughs) How wrong we were. Can I first say... When we went to Sotheby's, every single member of the staff were incredible, so welcoming, so knowledgeable, and so helpful. And it would just made our day so much better. So thank you to everyone who works at Sotheby's because you're doing an amazing job. And they were welcoming people in from the street. Like, we've got all these tiaras in because there was a, a display, wasn't it, in the window mm-hmm. of this amazing tiara. And then, like, the security guard, you know, like, you get these really posh shops and they've got a security guard outside that always looks like mean. <laughs> and he came over to us. He did look mean by the way he came over and he was like oh my goodness if you love this tiara we've got the exhibition come on in yeah like, everyone was just so like come on and see all our things and then we walked in to the tiara room and it was like a blinding light in my eyes <laughs> Rach, what did we see honestly it was it was just incredible like like you said like I was expecting like maybe five tiaras we walked yeah. in and there must have been about 30 to 50 tiaras I would say about 50 I definitely would say about 50. So it was tiaras from aristocratic and noble families from, I would say, Europe and a little bit further. There were some Russian tiaras, wasn't there? Yeah, there was one that belonged to Josephine Bonaparte, who was the wife of Napoleon. That was really interesting to see that. There was actually two tiaras that you were not allowed to take pictures of or film, wasn't there? That's right. Yeah. And actually, they were probably like, they weren't my favourite tiaras. So I didn't actually (laughs) mind not taking (laughs) taking any footage of them it was absolutely stunning and there was oh my god there was this necklace and geez louise the biggest diamonds I think I've ever seen up close (laughs) yeah I mean minus the imperial state crown in the the tower of London because that's got that massive uh Cullinan too hasn't it yeah but it was what was great about it is that you could really get up close to them couldn't you yeah I loved the displays because they had it looked a bit like a Harry Potter spell because the the tiara was just floating in midair but not just that it would spin around so you, you could see all the settings and the way it places on the head and also as you know Royal Community not all tiaras are just tiaras some you can split into brooches or little pendants or like a clip or something and you could see all the intrinsic intrinsic workings of how that changed so it was absolutely fascinating and then you would say royal community oh well then you just left no we didn't because then there was a jubilee exhibition on wasn't there (laughs) yes they have a um they had a portrait of Queen Elizabeth I, which is um, usually at Woburn Abbey, which is actually near to where I live. And um, that's been on loan to Sotheby's. It's a really famous painting royal community. I'm sure you've seen it. It um, depicts the Spanish Armada in the background and it's just epic. Yeah, there was also a um, portrait of Queen Victoria, Queen Anne. Um, Oh, they also had Bibles, didn't they, from Elizabeth I and Elizabeth II's coronation and Queen Anne's coronation as well. Yeah. 
from the actual coronation bibles i never thought i would see anything like that in my life it was amazing wasn't it yeah and there was a portrait of the queen um that's just been released as well which is currently on the cover of tatler magazine you might have seen it it's got like a yellow background um so that was really cool to see that they had the andy warhol yeah and they also had a picture of the Queen and Prince Philip, which was taken in 2011 in Windsor Castle. Yeah, it was a lovely portrait. Well, they call it a portrait, don't they? Yeah, 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 yeah they yeah. call it a portrait, even though it's not. It's a so this is called Power and Image, Royal and Aristocratic Tiara's Exhibition. And it's only on for, I think it's two or three weeks, yeah. isn't it? Mm-hmm. Just over the Jubilee period. Yeah. Um, so if you are in London, make sure that you go to it because it's free as well and we were actually saying we would pay to go see this exhibition i even if i paid 20 quid it would have been cheap <laughs> honestly it was so amazing i highly recommend it if you do have chance if you're in britain if you do have chance to go definitely just turn up um it got a little bit busy at times but there was all it was very cordial in looking at the tiara moving on you, you know n- nobody kind of like hogged the tiara so yeah it was it was excellent and i'd highly highly recommend it yeah and make sure you're subscribed to our youtube channel because we took lots of footage which will be coming up in the next few weeks um so you'll be able to see these beautiful tiaras for yourselves right well we're going to finish off today's episode by talking about the bbc program that aired this week elizabeth the unseen queen Okay, Rach, we haven't actually chatted about this. Um, What were we expected to see with this when we, you know, when it was billed? Well, they said it was being narrated by the Queen, which it was. And there was also going to be previously unseen footage of the Queen from home movies that have been taken over the years by the royal family themselves. I wrote down a few quotes from it that really like touched me and I'd share some of them with you. Oh, I wonder wonder if you've got one of the same as me, because... There was a bit where I did well up and it was when she was talking about Prince Philip. Oh, do you know what? That one, I was like, I'm not going to put that one in because everyone thinks that they're significant of her in that way, if that makes sense. It was just, I can't remember the exact quote, but she was, she basically said, you know, he had a twinkle in his eye and he had it even at the end. And I was like, oh, oh, oh. Well, some of the things I picked out, firstly, it's not enough simply to do our jobs. Service demands sacrifice. And I thought that that really spoke to me when she when I heard her say that, because we've seen so many times about her taking, you know, the titles away from the Duke of York and taking the titles away from Prince Harry. But actually service demands sacrifice. And that was her sacrifice as well, not just her time or her life, but also her relationships with her family members. And we also saw that with Princess Margaret as well. You know, throughout the years, it's been that way, hasn't it? Yeah, exactly. It was um, it was really moving, actually, to see all these home movies. I really felt like, you know, we always see the Queen, right? Mm-hmm. But we've actually really got to see the sense of Elizabeth as a woman, as a daughter, yeah. a mother, a wife, you know. And um, it was just, it was, I think, the most obviously personal because these are her own home movies. Actually, I'm going to just state this right now. One of the things I thought we were going to see was over the 70 years, but that wasn't the case. It just went from her birth to her coronation. And it was like an hour and 20 minutes. I thought, hang on a minute, it's halfway through, we're only at the war. Mm -hmm. What's happening here? And then I realised, ah, okay, they haven't given us what we see through our own eyes. They've given the princess, the um, daughter of the Duke of York the unseen queen so I kind of like oh I get it now I get it yeah I 
I was exactly like you. I was expecting to see her, you know, throughout the years and even with like maybe like with the grandkids and the great grandkids. And I was, to be honest, I was a bit disappointed that we didn't see anything like that. I think, you know, we were treated in the sense that those home movies of her with her father and her mother and Princess Margaret. Um, and we also got to see Queen Mary. We don't really get to see a lot of her. And there was a scene for um, King George VI coronation. We're at the balcony and you can tell Queen Mary gets visibly choked up. Yeah. And, you know, we always hear that this family's always, you know, come across as quite cold. And I didn't get that at all when watching these movies. That's the BBC for you, though, Rach. Yeah. They're, they're excellent. <laughs> they're tugging a heartstring. Let's put it that way. They really are. We also did see King George V as well. So we got, saw King George V. You mean um, Grandpa England, right? <laughs> Grandpa England. Exactly. Exactly. It was just... Um, some things we haven't seen, especially our generation, because we've spoken about that when Susan came on the podcast. The King George VI, for instance, doesn't get talked about, but neither does King George V. So it was just a lovely connection. And you can tell because the Queen was always like, I was writing to Granny, I was writing to Granny. She had a really close relationship with Queen Mary. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I also liked the fact that, um, you know, we've heard over the years when they were talking about the King, um, her, her father sorry and it made a point of saying the king was not told that he had cancer because I think you know especially if you've watched the crown and you and you have like a preconceived notion of that's exactly what has happened but as we know it's a drama but um, I, th- I thought that was really interesting that they actually dispelled that as if to say no he didn't know that he had cancer yeah. but um, I thought it was really interesting the clips of her uncle prince george the duke of kent and also um edward who obviously abdicated and wallace simpson i'm surprised that that was put in there but again it's part of her family history isn't it yeah and i thought they were really gonna poo poo that and push it to the side but they didn't and i was actually very proud of the fact that they just really owned the history of that yeah she didn't speak over that or talk about it It was more kind of documented in the the videos and stuff one of my my most favorite parts of it Rach was VE day when the war ended and she had uh she was talking about when they were on the balcony and I I wrote out what she said because I wanted the royal community if you haven't seen it to kind of be in the flow of uh Princess Elizabeth at the time and her mindset just imagine the scene the mall Buckingham Palace is full with people celebrating and having an amazing time the war has ended And then she says, I vividly remember the jubilant scenes my sister and I witnessed with our parents and Winston Churchill from the balcony of Buckingham Palace. The sense of joy in the crowd gathered outside and across the country was profound. My sister and I realised that we couldn't see what the crowd were enjoying. So we asked my parents if we could go out and see for ourselves. Right, she's asking to go outside the palace walls here. (laughs) She says, I remember we were terrified of being recognised. I pulled my uniform cap well down over my eyes. We walked miles through the streets. I remember lines of unknown people linking arms and walking down Whitehall. All of us swept along on a tide of happiness and relief. I think it was one of the most memorable nights of my life. I was just so happy that she had that experience. I literally just got a shiver you saying that. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, obviously, I cannot compare one to the other, but we've been through something really traumatic with the pandemic and just that sense of relief that now things are starting to feel normal again. We didn't really have that big jubilant V-Day feeling with COVID, but I could just imagine if we did 
how amazing that feels. And then not just that, but for a woman who will be the most famous, important person in the world to have that anonymity and to enjoy that moment must have been incredible. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there was uh, security guards following them at some point. Of course. (laughs) But just to get swept. And I can't believe, I mean, at that point, they weren't really, you know, the press wasn't what it is today. So you wouldn't have really known who Elizabeth and Margaret were unless you were, um, you know, core royalists, I guess. Um, So like you said, I was just so happy that, they got to experience that and probably the most anonymity that they've had in their lives. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's, it's remarkable, actually, that she knows how that feels. She knows how it feels to be the crowd, not just the person on the balcony, which I don't think now, for instance, somebody like George might. I mean, he, I think he has pockets mm. of that. But could you just imagine that happening to George these days? Yeah. Mm. What I also enjoyed to see was um, the clips of Charles and Anne when they were babies and the relationship, um, especially the videos that they showed of Charles with King George VI and with the, um, the Queen Mother. And Shell, I think the Queen Mother had, you know, quite a cheeky personality, didn't she, from the clips we saw? Yeah, she did, definitely. And it was nice to see that personality because we always see the duty, don't we? We always see the the veil of um, of service. But yeah, it was wonderful to see that. I also just want to pick out one thing that actually made me laugh out loud when I heard it. But I, th- I wonder whether this has made you laugh, Rach. So... I'll take you back to when the Queen made a vow on the 20 when she was 21 years old in South Africa. The Queen in the present day was talking about that vow that she made. And she said, although that vow was made in my salad days, when I was green in judgment, I do not regret, not retract one word of it. Have you ever used the word salad days? <laughs> I swear Camilla said something like that a few months ago. <laughs> salad days? Like what? <laughs> the word salad days I have never in my life heard salad days but the queen saying it that's the that's the only thing I'm going to say for the whole of the jubilee jubilee weekend it's my salad days oh it just made me laugh so I had to rewind it like did she say salad did she say salad and then I put subtitles on and yes it says salads (laughs) I just watched that and afterwards I just felt like do you know what this woman, what an incredible woman. I loved the fact that she had love in her life. Everything that she's had to do over these past 70 years, she has been supported, whether that be by her parents or by her sister or the Duke of Edinburgh. She's had that, or Queen Mary, she's had that family support. And, you know, she wouldn't have been able to do the role so well as she has without that, I don't think. Yeah, and I think, you know, we're celebrating the Queen, but we should also celebrate her support system as well, because without those people, she wouldn't have been able to give the service that she has given so, you know, valiantly and um, effortlessly. So, yeah, this is for them as well as her. And I honestly think if you get the chance to watch it, if you're in another country and you wasn't able to watch it on BBC, maybe try and YouTube it. Um, you need to see this because it's honestly, it's the most personal. It's the most, um, it's her, it's yeah. Elizabeth, mm-hmm. isn't it? It's Elizabeth in her own words. And I was just so grateful that we got to see this side of her. I would have liked it to be the whole 70 years. I would have watched five hours of it yeah. easily. 
Yeah, no, that's what I said. I honestly, I was talking to someone. I said, I wish she, it could have gone on for three hours and I wouldn't have got bored because I could just listen to her and watch her for hours. She's just so interesting as a person. Loved the combination insights, seeing all of that. I mean, we've seen bits of the combination before, but the actual, you know, behind the scenes at Buckingham Palace and waiting to go on her wedding day, waiting to go onto the balcony. You know, these are things that we don't see. We always think, you know, when that door opens, what it must be like. And we actually got to see what goes on behind the scenes. Yeah. And also that lovely um, shot of her from vid- uh, home video of her looking at her engagement ring and just being really oh. like, I can't be like, oh my goodness me. Just magical. Well, that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. We will be coming to you next week with the Jubilee special. Remember, as we said at the top of the show, if you want to follow us on YouTube, you can, Keeping Up With The Windsors. If you want to follow us on Instagram, it's Keeping Up With The Windsors pod. And if you also want to email us, it's Keeping Up With The Windsors pod at gmail.com. We hope that you have the most amazing Jubilee celebrations wherever you're celebrating in the world. Rachel and I want to extend our thanks to every one of you in the Royal Community for being here for listening and uh, yeah long live the queen it's going to be an amazing week amen to that (laughs) (laughs) if you're listening on spotify please don't forget to subscribe and leave us a five-star rate and if you are listening on apple Podcasts, if you could leave us a five-star review we would love that as we get some more people listening to the podcast and spreading the joy of the royal community we're so looking forward to bringing you all our Jubilee content next week. So until then, we'll see you next time on Keeping, Keeping Up, Up With The Windsors. Windsors.